honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Thank you once again for joining me today on a Friday morning, talking Timberwolves, four games to review, three games to preview, and in the four games, the Timberwolves did not fare well. One and three. Yes, sir. <laughs> the Western Conference, or should I say the Eastern Conference, not kind to the Timberwolves this time around as the Wolves had struggled so mightily with the West, took forever to even win one run road game against the Western Conference. And now we can't win a whole lot of road games against the East, though I suppose we did get one. We squeezed one in and a very frustrating loss to Atlanta on the 28th. Uh, finally, the Wolves win in Miami again. It had been a little while, but uh, interesting statistic or interesting uh, fact pointed out the Timberwolves have not won in Boston since March of 2005, which, of course, meaning Kevin Garnett was not even 30 years old at the time. So, yeah, that's something wonderful and positive to think about, I guess. Uh, 29 years old, Kevin Garnett, last time the Wolves beat the uh, Boston Celtics. 42-year-old Garnett, who was 29 at the time. And, well, that wasn't a very fun season either. But, uh, well, let's keep moving. Atlanta on the 28th. Bear with me today. Still not feeling my best. I'm feeling better than I was on last Friday, but now I've got the, you know, where your voice changes a little bit as you're at the end of the cold, and you kind of start coughing, so beware of that. I'll probably end up having my little friend here, the uh, two parallel lines, the dump button. We'll call it the two parallel lines as my dump button during the course of this show in case of uh, some coughing, or cough dump button, we'll call it. So let's get to the uh, task at hand, the Atlanta game. The Timberwolves trailed by 22 at one point in this game. They gave up 42 points in the first quarter to the Atlanta Hawks, which is like, this can't be real. And then the Wolves came storming back and all that in the third quarter, which has been nice. And in the course of the second quarter, the Wolves kind of started inching away. They came storming back in the third quarter, tied the game up. And then you thought, okay, now we're going to put them away in the fourth quarter. And we just didn't. And then we just didn't. And then Andrew Wiggins having to make major free throws late in the game. He can't make them. And then he makes a stupid comment of all time saying that uh, basically, well, I might as well not paraphrase. I'll just say it straight out. Shitty Timberwolves fans, basically. He basically said that. So he said, hey, we, we have some we have some good fans and we have some shitty ones. They're, they're just they're going to be what they are. And it's like, wow, that's basically paraphrasing what Andrew Wiggins said. So Andrew Wiggins, rather than uh, <laughs> acknowledging that he could have been better in that game, uh, you know, just the start of the game, Gave you an indicator of how things were heading. I mean, the guy didn't even have his jersey on when he took his warm-ups off. No jersey under there, so clearly the guy did not show up for this game, and and it shows. Um, let's just say it's going to be a pretty obvious week when it comes to the Lone Wolf and the uh, Johnny Flynn Memorial. It's going to be like old times. It was kind of the same guys all year last year, and it's going to be a lot of that. Covington did have a great game. He hit a clutch three that helped tie the game up down the stretch. Uh, quite a few too many threes attempted, though, I'd have to say by Covington. As much as I love him, and he had a great game, 28 points, he did foul out. And that fouling out kind of is a story to uh, how Covington played in a lot of ways as well. A little bit over-aggressive in this game. Too many threes attempted. 13. 
That's a little crazy. Uh, Carl hit the 30 mark, almost had the 30-20, but he could not get the uh, 20th rebound. He had 19. He's been racking up the, the assists, racking up the blocks. It's unbelievable that this team did not win the game. Uh, Rose tried to force up a game-winning shot down the stretch, could not make it, and then went down with a lame ankle. And, well, he's uh, not really been, been back since, unfortunately. He was not available in the overtime period and all that. Uh, it's unfortunate considering how well he'd been playing. You don't like the crazy shot attempts because we're talking 24 shot attempts in the game. Carl, 17. Covington, 20. Even Saric was not good in this game at all. In fact, he was Flynn Memorial level in this game. He shot poorly, couldn't hit shots down the stretch, and generally speaking, 3 of 11 from the floor. He had a Brett Favre uh, across-the-body interception that helped put the Hawks ahead at a key point that really kind of was like that's all she wrote type of situation in the overtime period. That was after Andrew Wiggins missed several free throws throughout the course of the game, and he deserved every boo he got. Uh, 5 of 14 from the floor, 5 of 12 from the free throw line. I mean, what more can you say about that? What? I mean, that's freaking awful. Yeah, we'll, we'll say that too. It's, I mean, really? And Andrew Wiggins did not show up to play in this game. The minute you saw he forgot his jersey, you're like, we're in trouble. Because that's Andrew Wiggins right now. I mean, he's, he's either, he either shows up or he doesn't, and he didn't. So that's kind of the story of the 28th of December there. I hope all of you had a happy New Year. Obviously a Merry Christmas as well, but that was on the last episode. I hope all of you had a happy New Year and all that as we lead into it. During the course of time here, we go from 2018 to 2019 during the course of this episode of Timberwolves Explosion. But, um... Nice to see Carl Anthony Towns very much showing up to being the player that we'd all like him to be. Blocking shots, playing solid defense. Not great defense, but solid defense, particularly weak side, coming in and knocking the ball away, getting the rebounds and being remarkably efficient. I mean, here we go. The Palladino-Joey efficiency ratio, 30 points, 17 field goals attempted. Derrick Rose, 25 points, 24 field goals attempted. Andrew Wiggins, 16 points, 14 field goals attempted. Dario Saric, 7 points, 11 field goals attempted. Uh, yeah, well, I think Carl wins that just about every time. It does say something. And yes, when Carl does play close to the basket, that's a big thing as well. It's huge. Uh, Carl didn't shoot well from the free throw line, really. 10 of 15, that's not good, but it's better than 5 of freaking 12. And the Hawks are basically playing Hacka-Wiggins throughout the game. The Timberwolves shot 55% from the free throw line in this game. I mean, that's not winning basketball, folks. It's not. I mean, even the Hawks weren't that great either. They only attempted 20. So it doesn't, so it doesn't, you, you can't just whine and bitch about the refs here calling too many fouls on the Wolves. Only 20 free throws attempted. They only made 65%. So generally speaking, not a good game uh, from either team at the free throw line. When the Wolves come roaring back in this game, I mean, there's just no excuse to not put this team away. You're at home. You're playing a team that's not very good. Okay, they're playing a lot better. Now they have 11 wins. They only had about 9 at the time, 8 or 9 at the time. So they've been on a little little bit of a run. I won't call it a tear, but they're playing a lot better. Um, Atlanta definitely, though. My goodness, <laughs> you have no business losing to this team at home. It's one thing you struggle with them on the road, and that's going to happen. In fact, it happens way too often. But this game was just balls, and Andrew Wiggins did not show up, and he deserved every basically every rip, every boo that he got, every boo from the fan in the building, and every rip that uh, anybody in the media gave him the next day or two. That was just horrible. And now the the rip I'm giving him right now could have been a lot harder of a rip, but I'm not feeling my best. So again, I apologize. Extreme frustration. 
in this game. And not a good week for the Timberwolves. And I, I don't know. I think we're just getting closer and closer to the end of Tom Thibodeau's uh, run as the Timberwolves coach. I, I do think this is his last year. God bless him. I think he did a good job at times during the course of this year. The whole situation with Jimmy Butler earlier, that just kind of sealed his fate, I think. And I don't know. I mean, you, <laughs> I don't blame the franchise, though, for not just writing a check and saying adios amigo. That would be kind of silly because it's a little bit too much. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's not my $24 million that I'm just going to throw in a fireplace here, because that's basically what you're doing. Minnesota heads to Miami. If they figure, okay, we can't beat Atlanta, how are we going to beat Miami? They've been playing much better, and they're the first place team in the South Southeast Division at 18 and 18. But, yeah, they're first place and stuff. <laughs> Beautiful uniforms. Uh, okay, the pink is a little bit crazy and obnoxious, but you know what? It's that Vice City look, and it's awesome, and you think about playing the, you think about Miami in the 80s, it's got those pastel colors, and oh my god, it's beautiful, and Carl Anthony Towns had a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar 1975 type of game, a player hasn't amassed these type of numbers since uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in 1975 when he was fearing the deer, or other teams were fearing the deer because he was on the deer at the time, uh, Tyus Jones starts at point guard, no Derrick Rose, no uh, Jeff Teague, no problem, it is what it is. Jared Bayless shot four shots, and that's it. He he got three assists, though, so he was okay. A little floor general at times. Played about one quarter in the game. Saric much more efficient. Well, still was clanging a lot of shots as well. Okogie, not the best, but got to the free throw line and was aggressive and this and that. Tons of fouls. <laughs> Five fouls in the game. Carl ends up following out, so I guess that's part of his stat sheet, so to speak. But... I mean, the 34 points, 6 blocks, 7 assists, and 18 rebounds. Now, it's the 7 assists going along with the rebounds and blocks that stands out and brought up the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar statistic. 1975, folks, when, again, we were fearing the deer because he was still there um, before he got traded to the Los Angeles Lakers. And not too long after that, the Lakers traded up to get Magic Johnson. Kind of like how Shaq went to the Lakers via free agency, and then Kobe Bryant, there was that trade with the... uh, the, the original Charlotte Hornets for a guy named Kobe Bryant, Joe Jellybean Bryant's son, you know, this journeyman player who used to play for Philadelphia 76ers back in the day and played overseas and all that. This this Kobe guy, you know, that I kind of, I kind of, I, I, I kind of talked down when I said that the two players, him and Michael Jordan in their prime, that Michael would win hands down. You know what? I understand Kobe was a great player. I still say Michael would win though. Michael would win. I mean, let's be honest. I know you guys, you love your purple and gold shades. <laughs> and I'm just playing with you. I don't. I have nothing against any of you, of course. You're like some of my favorite people over there in the Courtside Podcast. Hank McCoy, Stu Benson, uh, Kalen Woods, all you guys over there. Oh, man. <laughs> Vince Germano, Stu Benson. I love you guys. Uh, Kalen Woods. Um, but it's at the same time, hey, I, to me, Michael is, is the best player of all time. He is. Now, where am I going with this? I forgot, but uh, that's why Kareem Abdul-Jabbar won up with the Lakers because Kobe and Shaq won up together too. So I, I don't know. You just kind of tie things together. It's because when I start talking about Carl having such a historical night, I start going off into La La Land and talking about the good old days. I guess uh, even some some days before the good old days and all that. So I apologize for that. Covington solid in the game here. Unfortunately, we're going to not see him playing <laughs> against the Boston Celtics. Is Players are dropping like flies. We haven't seen Jeff Teague play since... I, I, I don't even remember. I might have to look that up. I mean, when the when's the last time the son of a gun played for the Wolves? I mean, it's getting kind of weird. I mean, he's missed how many games this year? 15 this year. 15 left 
ankle inflammation. It's, infl- it's, it's inflamed, and he has not played since December the 15th, and in that game, he had tw- 10 assists, 10, uh, excuse me, 11 assists, 10 points, 11 assists. It was three games in a row with double-digit assists, including 18 against Charlotte uh, in the, in the fifth, fifth last game of his season so far, where he threw in only five assists against Portland in the middle there. But, uh, wow, he, when he's not shooting well, at least he was racking up the assists and helping other players, making the, making the uh, team better, so to speak. Jeff Teague um, did not play against his former club so far this year, and remember that awful game he had against his former Hawks last season. That was horrible. Um, but I should be talking about Carl Anthony Towns' game. I mean, he was just unbelievable throughout the night made half of his threes, made half of his shots throughout the game, was all over the place. It's funny he followed out because he was very aggressive defensively, but hey, what a fun night. And Carl just kept the Wolves ahead throughout the whole time after an awesome first quarter. Miami got back in the game because that's what they want to do. They made it a one-point game at the half, but Minnesota has been really good in the third quarter this year, most of the time. And then they just finished it off, finished off the heat in the fourth, and that was awesome. That was awesome. Timberwolves, wonderful third quarter, good, solid, strong defense and scoring and all that. Got the job done. It was a fun game to watch, and the pastel colors were uh, absolutely beautiful on that court. I mean, it's just, it was fun. It was a fun Sunday night after the Vikings uh, did what they did. They got, uh, they laid an egg, and they got destroyed, and I had both of these TVs flashing because the Vikings game wasn't over, even though it was pretty much over already by the time the Wolves game had started. Um... It made you feel a little better. At least the Wolves went into Miami and got the job done, and those beautiful colors made you feel good. Yeah. <laughs> it made you think about Miami in the 80s, basically. All those neon colors looked beautiful. I'd like Miami in the 80s more than I'd like it now, I'm sure. That's just my guess. That's just my guess. What the hell do I know, though? I'm too, yeah, I'm too uncool to travel all that often, we'll just say. Uh, Tyus Jones was awesome in the game, forcing five turnovers. I mean, that's great. Carl had three steals to go along with the six blocks. I mean, what a fun game. Andrew Wiggins was non-existent and visible. Hit a nice little three, and that's about it. Nice little corner three. That was the highlight of his night. Uh, it's great that he got four assists, I suppose, but generally speaking, another very mass showing at best. Five of 16 for uh, the silent uh, the, the silent nothing, basically. He's either the silent assassin or he's the silent nothing, and he was the silent nothing in Miami. But again, the Wolves get the job done on the 30th of December, and then you go head on to New Orleans for New Year's Eve. Pretty cool. Back-to-back game, you figure we're in a little bit of trouble. Then the Brow isn't isn't healthy, he's sick, and he can't play, and it's like no problem. The Brow, of course, Anthony Davis, like 99% of you know who I'm talking about already. Carl does another amazing game, 28 points, 17 rebounds, five blocks. He, you know, he stood out above everybody else in this game. Covington was solid as well, hitting half of his threes. Andrew Wiggins, again, poor shooting, 8 of 21. He wound up with 20 points, but 21 shots to get there. Just cannot make a damn shot. When when the guy's off, he's off, and he stinks. Now, a guy who wasn't off most of the night, his numbers do not reflect how good he was in this game, and that's the juice. Julius Randle, Orange Julius over there, uh, just dominated the Wolves throughout the game. Just going all around the guys. I mean, it was embarrassing. The guy uh, was just making moves, putting up shots, and putting them in. Unfortunately, his numbers, his field goal percentage dropped later in the game. He just started missing some shots as he was kind of taking everything because he figured, I'm the hot hand. Ended up being 13 of 23, but, I mean, the slick footwork of this guy and the the crisp shot he had throughout the game, those baby hooks and the nice moves around Carl Anthony Towns and Taj Gibson and whoever else. It was a frustrating night, uh, 
Jalil Okafor might as well be a Mecca Okafor because that's not even a matchup. Carl Anthony Towns versus Jalil Okafor. He's been a huge disappointment of a player, and he's on his, what, his third team now, or is it his fourth? I can't even remember anymore. I think he's on his fourth team. That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Carl's uh, getting his super max head heading into the summer, most likely. Obviously, it's going to be $190 million, so it might as well be the super max one way or another. The uh, New Orleans bench was spectacular in the game, and they got the job done as well, along with Julius Randle dominating the Timberwolves throughout the night. The Wolves bench was dominated by the uh, New Orleans bench. You just look at the plus minuses on both sides, and it's pretty funny and sad at the same time. Though you figure, how the heck Andrew Wiggins is a plus three in this game? I have no idea, considering how awful he played. Third quarter, again, again, the third quarter was awesome for the Timberwolves, but unfortunately, you got one more quarter to play. See, I mean, the Wolves outscored the Pelicans by 13 points in that third quarter. And it's cool to see the Wolves actually being good in the third quarter now. They actually can play in the third quarter compared to the past. But the fourth quarter, New Orleans just kind of pulled away and got the job done. And that's all there was to say. Um, again, a nice 13-point advantage, 38 points in that third quarter. Other than that, though, the Wolves just struggled throughout the night and couldn't really contain the New Orleans Pelicans throughout the night. They made 56% from downtown, 14 of 25, 52% from the court, and there's almost nothing you can do in the game. At least we made our free throws this time. Couldn't make threes, though, for our life. 9 of 28. That's just not going to get it done when New Orleans was making basically everything. They were taking smart shots, good catch-and-shoot threes, and of course, uh, you know, getting close to the basket, being efficient, and Julius Randle very much was that. It was nice to see the uh, former Los Angeles Laker really take charge in a situation where he had to. He was the best player on the floor, and they needed him, because it, you'd think it would be Jalil Okafor, but obviously that's just out of the question for some reason. Uh, Drew Holiday was totally awesome as well. 8 of 17 from the floor, 26 points, added 8 assists in the game. A bit erratic, but still, generally speaking, the guy is uh, an awesome player. Alfred Payton almost got hurt pretty bad. That was unfortunate for him, but luckily luckily he didn't. So that <laughs> was an unfortunate spill he took going after Tyus Jones, who again has done a wonderful job as a Timberwolves floor general. 13 assists in the game. I thought he was just awesome. And 6 of 11 at 15 points, a double-double for Tyus Jones throughout the night. Uh, he's a good point guard, isn't he? he? He could start for a lot of teams in this league, I think. And if he's a backup, he's a backup. If he's a starter, he's a starter. He had an awesome game. Too bad the Wolves end up losing 123-114. So that just sucks. And speaking of stuck in the Celtic game, another star player not playing, like a a la Anthony Davis and all that. This time there's no Kyrie Irving. He's missed 22 home games with the Celtics, and the frickin' Celtics are 19-3 in those games because Mr. Rozier has been frickin' awesome for them in that stretch shot. 22 home games for Kyrie Irving missed already. This is He's only in his, like, he's only halfway through his second year with the Celtics, but it was no problem. They sure as heck have nice replacements for him coming off the bench and now starting. Mr. Rozier, Terry Rozier, just an awesome game. Uh, Jason Tatum, not the best for him. Marcus Morris was okay. Al Horford had a pretty weird-looking hook shot. I don't know how he even got it off, and then it just went right through. He's an extremely efficient player when he wants to be, and obviously he wanted to be in this game. Um, only attempted nine shots, but had 15 points in the game. Gordon Hayward, though, talk about efficient. It's just, throughout the season, he's been, you know, a nice spark plug off the bench because he's not full 100% up to speed. Again, up for an injury like that, it just it takes time. 
the pain is probably still very much there. I mean, I got to think it hurts every freaking step, basically. It, it eventually goes away. But, I mean, <laughs> that type of injury takes a good year or two years or so to be, like, totally back to normal, God willing. Um, speaking of injuries, Mr. Smart there, Marcus Smart, also had what looked like a shoulder injury, but luckily he was okay. Maybe a little over-dramatized, but partially probably scared to death, thinking that <laughs> it was something much more serious. Luckily for him, it wasn't. But no, Gordon Hayward, she's 14 of 18 from the floor. 35 points, 4 of 7 from downtown, 14 of 18, though. All those nice mid-range shots and those catch-and-shoot corner threes and just torched the Wolves throughout the night. How the heck he was a minus 7 again, that's kind of weird. So you look at those stats and you're just kind of like, okay, whatever that means. Gordon Hayward was a minus 7. Gordon Hayward was a minus 7 in this game. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And again, again, look at this. Well, you can't see it, but you could see it if you're following along. The Timberwolves in the third quarter, again, outscore the Celtics by 12. The Timberwolves are great in the third quarter, folks. It's it's kind of cool, but, okay, you got to finish the job in the fourth, and unfortunately, that was just out of the question. The way the Celtics just outplayed and hammered the Wolves in that second quarter, and in the fourth, it's just Gordon Hayward kind of put us away, and, ah, oh, it's unfortunate. Another huge night, though, for Carl Anthony Towns. Um, 28 points, 12 rebounds, 7 assists. He's been getting the assists. He's been setting players up, and it's been great to see. He wasn't so spectacular with the shot blocking, but, well, Al Horford is tough to block. That little, I don't know what he put up. It was the weirdest, like, okay, I'll release it at the last second here, and it just goes right through the rim, like, all crisp and perfect, and then you're just rolling your eyes how he even got that shot off and got it in there. Uh, Andrew Wiggins had a great game. He had 31 points, but throughout the game, the guy just struggled, and he was a minus 14, which is funny. So the two leading scorers were minus in this game. Wiggins and, and Hayward, which is really funny. <laughs> it's like, okay, I mean, Andrew Wiggins was keeping the Wolves in the game, and he actually probably, this is one of his most efficient games ever. 31 points and only 18 attempts, and he made 9-12 to 12 from the free throw line. So, Andrew did have a very strong game, a very strong showing in Boston, and it was nice to watch. His shot was more crisp. He made a couple catch-and-shoot threes, but he also was just solid, sharp, making those mid-range shots and attacking the basket a little bit, and Again, getting to the free throw line. Very impressive performance by Andrew Wiggins, but he's not going to escape the Johnny Flynn Memorial because how awful he played in the previous three games and that Atlanta game and that comment he made about the shitty fans. That is just, you know, I think we have every right to boo you when you're sucking like that and when you're almost, it's almost like you just intentionally didn't want to win the game. Like you didn't care in that game. You just didn't. Oh, it's the Hawks. We got them. Like it was probably one of those type of feelings and you just cannot get away with that and the Hawks proved that in a huge way. The (laughs) Lone Wolf Award for this week will go to Carl Anthony Towns, an overall strong performance for Carl. Awesome week. I mean, what an awesome week for Carl Anthony Towns. Averaged about 30 points a game, just just a little bit under. Double-double every single game. Five assists, three blocks a game or so. Averaged during the course of this week. Huge night. Huge night against the Celtics. Unbelievable historic game against the Miami Heat. So much fun. Unfortunately, though, still 1-3, and three, which is disappointing. It's kind of like last year or, well, two years ago, all those great games, getting frustrated with Wiggins and then going 1-3. and three. It's just like, ugh, kind of disappointing overall week despite some really nice numbers for Carl. It was fun to watch, fun to watch, but the final score wasn't fun. 115-102 in favor of the Boston Celtics, the Boston Celtics. With that, we'll take a quick break, and we're going to preview three games all in 2019 this time. 
and move forward. And that's all she wrote. Andrew, if you forget your jersey one more time, you're fired! And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number two, going to preview three games, starting off with the Orlando Magic as soon as tonight, the 4th of January. The 4th of January, the Minnesota Timberwolves will host, thank God, (laughs) we all know how things go over there most of the time, the Orlando Magic, regardless when they stink or when they're good, it's just funny things happen there. It's really frustrating. Yeah, it's kind of life though, isn't it? The Orlando Magic. Who's even on the Orlando Magic anymore? I mean, it's not Shaq. It's not Penny Hardaway. It's not uh, Nick Anderson. It's not uh, Donald Royal, the former Timberwolves. Do you remember Donald Royal? Any of you uh, old enough Timberwolves fans to remember Donald Royal? Anyone out there? You in the back? Okay, you're 23 years old. No, I don't think I remember that one. So, Okay, you do. Thank you. Cool. All right. <laughs> Jonathan Isaac. Remember that guy? I was The guy I was uh, infatuated with going into the draft a few years back, and the Wolves ended up making the trade for somebody instead. And the guy we would have... The guy we would have kept, supposedly, because they wanted to keep him, Larry Markin, and probably would have wound up a better player. But with the Timberwolves and with every team in the league, every everything is... 2020. Hindsight is 2020. It always is. Aaron Gordon's still there. He's obviously a pretty solid player. Killed us a couple years ago. Foniera killed us pretty bad, too. Some big plays down the stretch in Orlando. DJ Augustine still hanging around. Wow. Always been a pretty solid point guard. Always kind of sort of liked him a little bit. Five assists a game. He's actually leading the club in that statistic. The good Nikola. Remember, he used to compare Nikola Pekovic and Nikola Vucevic. Well, Nikola Vucevic is a hell of a player. Nikola Pekovic is a good player, too, but Vucevic, wow. I mean, he's a, you know, 20-12 and 12 guy every night. Imagine him at center and moving Carl to the power forward position. Anyone, anybody out there, would anybody like that? I, I think, yeah, I think you would. I don't even, I'm not even going to ask for a show of hands with that one because I would hope that would be unanimous. The Orlando Magic have been okay the last five games, actually. They've, they're 3-2. and two. They lost to the Phoenix Suns on the 26th huh, by two. And they beat the Toronto Raptors by how many? 116 to 87. Okay, that's interesting. They beat the uh, Detroit Pistons on the 30th, two days later. 109-107. They lose to the Charlotte Hornets by 25 points in New Orleans. Happy New Year, Orlando. Or shall we say Happy New Year, Charlotte. Michael Jordan. Michael's former club, the Chicago Bulls. They beat them in Chicago, 112 to 84 Zach Levine and Mr. Boylan not working out too good, I'm sure. That's not going so well. They will then head to Minnesota on a massive road trip. We're talking six games in a row here. Timberwolves are going to win this game, and they need to win this game. Terrell Anthony Towns versus Vucevic. Vucevic is going to be a very interesting matchup, I would have to say. I mean, it's a bunch of, you know, outside of Vucevic and Aaron Gordon. Fournier is a nice third-wheel kind of guy, 15 points and all that. He's not spectacular from beyond the arc. But then again, I guess, yeah, nobody looks like they are, and then they are when they magically play us. Uh, Aaron Gordon can certainly hit threes, obviously, and he can make a lot of other plays happen as well. Very athletic player. Fournier has had some good moments as well with a false name there. Uh, Jonathan Isaac, I'm still a fan of his, and I think he's still got a chance to be something in this league. 
so far. He's been he's been a role player, solid like uh, rotation guy, kind of like the kind of minutes you'd like Okogie to get on a consistent basis. About 24, 25 a game. Uh, former Chicago Bulgarian Grant. Not a whole lot going on there for him, unfortunately. Again, bottom line, I gotta make this uh, long, long story short here. Minnesota needs to win this game, and they will win this game at home. And if they don't, I'm going to be freaking pissed. Uh, Orlando's a very dangerous home team. They're not a very good road team unless they play the Bulls, apparently. They crushed the Bulls. I mean, crushed the Bulls. I mean, I won, won 12 to 84 on the road, but I don't think they're going to have the same type of fortune uh, coming to Minnesota. I think they used up all their energy on that one. Minnesota's going to end up winning the game, something along the likes of. I mean, it's going to be in the triple digits for both clubs, probably. Maybe the Wolves keep Orlando to uh, 98. I'm going to hope so. Let's go with like 110 to 98. Minnesota wins the game as I try not to cough to death. Thank God for the dumb button, right? <laughs> for that, the cough button. Minnesota ends up uh, winning the game 110 to 98 over the Orlando Magic. I expect Carl Anthony Towns to keep up his tear going, to keep his tear going. Andrew Wiggins, can I expect him to perform like he did against the Boston Celtics? No. No. Um, and I'm going to get to a comment, a couple comments, one from Marcus the Forecaster and one also from Lucas Quayle, who uh, messaged me not too long ago about my take uh, going into the Atlanta game because uh, yeah, my previews tend to get some uh, reactions sometimes, which is nice. Like people say, hey, good, good call on this. And uh, I really appreciate Lucas Quayle saying that. So we'll get to that in a bit. Uh, Lucas Quayle has his own radio show in South Dakota out there. Pretty cool stuff. And I've luckily gotten on the podcast a couple of times. But uh, yeah, he's a regular radio host now in the uh, South Dakota. That's probably why we don't hear from him as much, unfortunately. But it is what it is. And God bless him. He's an awesome guy. And uh, he deserves to be where he is. And he's worked hard and he's earned it. So awesome. Minnesota beats the Orlando Magic on Friday night. The Los Angeles Lakers. Unfortunately, Mr. LeBron James probably still won't be back from the groin injury, is my guess. Suffered on Christmas Day. Merry Christmas, LeBron. Sunday afternoon. So when we're disappointed that the Vikings aren't playing, well, we get to see a different purple and gold team come to uh, Minnesota in uh, Target Center without uh, their lead player. Guy by the name of LeBron James, and I love seeing that old classic Los Angeles Lakers logo instead of that basketball with with the L. It's just, you know, it was an L as far as I'm concerned. As a logo, it was an L. I'm sure they won a lot of games and all that with that logo. I like the classic Lakers logo more. I really do, and I like that they've kind of gone classic ish. Kind of, you know, I mean, I'm sure it's, yeah, it's old meets new. I mean, it's new, but it's got the old school feel to it, the old Showtime look, and. Why not when you have a guy that plays like Magic Johnson, basically, as your star player in LeBron James? More of a scorer than Magic, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Still, definitely the closest thing to Magic Johnson in today's game, I would have to say. Unfortunately, Magic Johnson, Magic LeBron will not be available, most likely, against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, they ended up powering their way to a victory over the Golden State Warriors on Christmas Day, and that was a nice Christmas present to myself on that day. They beat the Warriors by 26 points in Oracle Arena, and that was freaking awesome. Houston Knights win last night as well. Awesome to see that uh, Houston's really turning things around in a, in a quick way. And, well, they kind of needed to. It's like they're, they're better than that. And, again, you get rid of Carmelo Anthony, things get better. I think that's why Carmelo Anthony currently doesn't have a job. Go ahead and get annoyed with me for making that comment, some of your Carmelo fans out there. Look what happened to Oklahoma City with Carmelo gone. And look at Houston pretty quickly after Carmelo left. Things turning around pretty quickly for that team, and uh, it is what it is. I'm not all too surprised. 
Houston is climbing back up. They would actually have home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs. Fourth seed behind Golden State of all teams as the third seed. Oklahoma City is the second seed. The Denver Nuggets maintaining the number one seed in the West. I don't think that's going to last, but I would not be surprised if Fear the Deer remains number one or at least number two in the Eastern Conference. And that's awesome to see Milwaukee playing as well as they are. I mean, they boy, have they needed that for the longest time. The former Michigan player and German native Moritz Wagner only gotten in 10 games so far. Very, very, very limited action for the Los Angeles Lakers thus far. And the uh, L.A. California native uh, Tyson Chandler back with the Lakers again. Or back back home, finally. Uh, after all these years, kind of playing a role with the club in L.A. Michael Beasley's only gotten in 10 games off and on. Uh, Lance Stevenson, former Timberwolf, former uh, Indiana Pacer, and former nemesis for LeBron James. Even though LeBron would beat him, Lance Stevenson sure got under his skin at times, and well, it's like well, they've been working out for the most part together there. And that's a good thing for LeBron, as the clubs try to the club tries to continue to kind of uh, make their way without LeBron for a few more games, possibly. Without LeBron, I think the Wolves win the game with LeBron. The Wolves still could absolutely win the game, but it won't be easy. Timberwolves are a much better home team than they are a road team. I know that's a lame, lazy take, but it's true. The Wolves are a much better home team than they are a road team. LeBron has been a deadly uh, matchup for the Wolves the past few years, particularly when Jimmy Butler was basically thinking he's better than LeBron half the time or he's on LeBron's level. LeBron made him his you-know-what last year in Cleveland. That was pretty embarrassing. Just watch the video where uh, it talks about uh, uh, Jimmy Butler. He's got game-tying, game-winning shots that did not go in, all of them, (laughs) in that video. And LeBron just literally made him his you-know-what in that game. Lakers are only two out of their last five. Two and three, beating the Warriors in Sacramento, which is pretty impressive, but losing to Sacramento in Sacto, losing to the Clippers, crosstown rival, or same town rival actually, <laughs> 118 to 107, and then losing at home to the Oklahoma City Thunder very recently. Paul George, absolutely dominant um, just a couple of days ago. Huge performance for him on Wednesday night, to say the least. They'll play the Knicks. Tonight, and then Minnesota on Sunday afternoon will be a fun performance. I think the Wolves win the game, believe it or not. So it's going to be a not-too-bad week for the Wolves. If if LeBron is there, it's going to be obviously a very tough matchup. I think LeBron will go off and have a very good game. The Wolves still might win the game, but it's like 50-50 for me. But I'm assuming LeBron will not be back. I think they don't want to mess around with that and have him... Groin injuries are funny because... They're just one of those kind of injuries that'll nag you the entire season if you don't let it heal all the way, or at least close enough to all the way. So if it's not pretty much healed, you don't mess with groin injuries. They will nag, and they'll ruin your season. Your defense will suck. You won't have the uh, spark that LeBron needs. So I think he's going to be out for another week or two. I would not be surprised, which is unfortunate because it's going to hurt the Los Angeles Lakers standing uh, for trying to get home court advantage, at least in the first round of the playoffs. So a very unfortunate injury for LeBron on Christmas Day. Nice showing by the Lakers on that one day, but gosh, it's coming out of price now, unfortunately. The OKC Thunder, Minnesota always plays this team extremely well. It's a lot of fun. It's always an epic battle. Unfortunately, this one's in Oklahoma City. Um, Minnesota has had some great games there, though. Obviously, very recently as well. Andrew Wiggins hit that clutch three last season to help the Wolves win, and he had the huge game again just recently. I don't know. Can the Wolves just keep beating this team? I, I think if you're going to pick a loss, it's got to be this one during the course of this week. Then the Wolves have two days off and host the Dallas Mavericks. That'll be on next week's show for the previews. That'll be a three-game show as well. 
next week. Three games to review, three games to preview. I think the Wolves go two and one this week. Oklahoma City Thunder. They don't make the, they don't make a whole lot of three point shots, but they tend to against us on occasion. Minnesota always plays this team very well. I think it'll be very close. I think Andrew Wiggins is going to have his best game of the week in this game. It's going to be an epic battle between him and Paul George. Russell Westbrook will get upper 20s. I think Paul George is going to be in the 30s in this game. He has been spectacular for the Oklahoma City Thunder, and I think it's very wise that uh, Russell Westbrook has deferred a little bit to Paul George, and Paul George is having a career year for the Oklahoma City Thunder, and he's very happy that he stayed with the Oklahoma City Thunder, and he took advantage of uh, a uh, beat-up-a-little-bit-Laker team, obviously, without their star player, and he just torched them time and time again, and again, celebrated his move staying with the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder in the offseason. Dennis Schrader, of course, nice addition. More of an athletic slasher than a shooter, but occasionally can get hot from downtown. Uh, Dennis Dennis Schroeder. It's (laughs) every other pronunciation of that. It always looks like Schroeder, but every pronunciation is Schrader, except this guy. It's pretty funny. Um, I like Dennis Schroeder an awful lot, the former Hawk. He's torched us many times, but again, it's his unbelievable quickness and speed. That's his value. He is just a lightning quick down that court. Uh, Steven Adams has been a thorn in the side of Carl Anthony Towns forever. The Wolves win this game. They're going to need another great performance from Andrew Wiggins. This is Andrew Wiggins' night to help the Wolves possibly go 3-0 and or 2-1. and Maybe we lose to the Lakers. And God forbid if we lose to Orlando at home. Ay, ay, ay. That'd be embarrassing. It's going to be a back-and-forth type of game. 120 is a piece. Like 124, 120 is going to be the final score, I think, one way or another. Who, uh, you know, it's going to be 124 to 120 to whoever wins the game. I'm going to pick Oklahoma City Thunder for now at the end of the day because I cannot pick a 3-0 and week. Not with the way the Wolves are generally been playing the past uh, X amount of time. Oklahoma City Thunder have been 3-2 and in their last five. They lost to Houston, a very good game on Christmas Day, barely. Uh, Houston made a nice comeback in that game after uh, Oklahoma City was beating them up pretty good. They beat the uh, Phoenix Suns, 118-102 to in Phoenix. No surprise there. Lost to Dallas, who's really been hanging on forever. 105-103. It was a home-and-home situation. They lose to Dallas on the 30th by just two points. Come home and host the Mavericks on New Year's Eve and beat them by 20 points. And then they beat the LA Lakers just a couple nights ago on ESPN. Great game, indeed. 107-100 in favor of Oklahoma City Thunder. I think the Thunder win 124-120. to but Andrew Wiggins does eclipse the 30 mark in the game and has a freaking awesome game, a spectacular game. I was kind of in between two words there, but I do believe it'll be a great game for Andrew Wiggins. And maybe, just maybe, he goes off and helps the Wolves get the job done at the end of the day. With that, we'll take a break and do some interaction with Marcus the Forecaster, Lucas Quayle, and, of course, Mr. Wayne Hunt of the Courtside Podcast. We are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number three, fan interaction. Going to talk to uh, Marcus and Lucas here. A couple of texts, one on Facebook Messenger, the other just on regular text here. Well, let's open up with Marcus the Forecaster. I don't want to forget this time. I was actually going to have this on the last show. Um, I asked Marcus the Forecaster 
Would you prefer to have Derek Rose or Jeff Teague as the starting point guard of the Timberwolves for the next few years? Marcus responds with Rose for sure, but how much will he want after the season? I'd rather trade Jeff for a point guard or a pick to get one. This and that, to have one basically for the future. So, interesting thoughts there. I figured I'd just ask him, who would you rather have as your uh, point guard for the next couple of years? Because Jeff Teague, there's going to be a decision made here. And, of course, who knows what's going to happen with Tom Thibodeau. And if he ends up getting let go, the chances of Derrick Rose coming back are probably pretty slim. Interestingly enough, at the moment, the very early return, the very first return for the All-Star game, apparently, Derrick Rose is second among among guards in the Western Conference. That is... Pretty remarkable, actually, when you think about that. <clears throat> so you never know. Maybe Derek Rose will make the All-Star team via vote. Wouldn't that be something else? So thanks again, Marcus, the forecaster. I'm going to try my best to get interaction with him on the show again. You know, at least one way or another to get him on the show somehow, some way. Lucas Quayle out of South Dakota says, Just listened to the last podcast. Good call that Wiggins needed to show up for the Wolves game to get the win. This is against the uh, Atlanta Hawks. Why is it so hard for this guy to put together two decent games in a row? I was just saying, I can't believe it. Why can't he do it? And he absolutely killed us against Atlanta. Uh, Lucas continues saying, it's depressing how much money we've got tied up into him long-term, especially when he's having arguably the worst season in his five-year career. Pretty crazy. I know he's only 23 or whatever, but I feel like it's looking more and more unrealistic to expect him to reach some other level of play. Or maybe I'm just overreacting to last night's game. Ha. Well, I don't think you are because he's had way too many games like that Hawks game. Uh, The game against, he wasn't that good against Miami. He wasn't that good against New Orleans. In fact, he was awful against New Orleans. He showed up very nicely against Boston, but it's just too inconsistent and it's driving us all bleeping crazy. So great thoughts, Lucas. Thank you, Lucas and Marcus, the forecaster, thank you guys very much for the interaction. wanted to get to that first before I continued into the Twitter and Facebook and all that. So Twitter account, at Wolves Explosion, at Wolves Explosion, because Timberwolves Explosion doesn't fit. Levi Brown out of New Zealand and Vince Germano out of Melbourne, Australia. Thank you very, very much for retweeting the most recent show, episode 243, The Silent Assassin Returns. And yeah, he returned momentarily and he returned against the Celtics for a little while and and he disappeared again. I guess that's how assassins are. They just kind of come and go, unfortunately. Oh, it's heartbreaking indeed. So, let's scroll up a little bit. We're going to hear from Pumpo for a second. Yep, me and the courtside interacted a little bit. Uh, the courtside was posting about kind of making fun of how uh, Blake Griffin was just being disrespectful, pulling out the iPad to show the referee that he missed the call. And I was like saying, all these guys do is complain. That's all they do. And it's pretty much the story of the league the last uh, X amount of time. I was saying how Andrew Wiggins is now third place all-time in the Timberwolves scoring list. That was pretty damn remarkable when you think about it. That was as of the, I believe that was the New Orleans game. Yep, on New Year's Eve. The Pampa and apparently uh, Austin Alms and Vince Germano all liked that post. Andrew Wiggins third place all-time. And he was saying, already? That seems quick. And I was saying, hey, you know, yep, it's crazy, but people... Time flies because it's been five years already, believe it or not. And Timberwolves' history is very vague and very checkered. People just come and go. I mean, he passed Kevin Love. That's what's insane. Andrew Wiggins already has scored more points in Timberwolves' history than Kevin Love. That's weird when you consider how good Kevin Love was at a stretch. Now, he started very slowly coming off the bench his first two years. But then he had like 26-point-a-game season and such, 20 points a game. Andrew Wiggins has already passed him. That is weird. Third place all time. 
So Andrew Wiggins is already a historical Timberwolf when you think about it. And it does show how checkered the Wolves' past truly is. So thanks again, uh, Mr. Pumba, also out of Australia. Uh, he continues saying, yeah, that's a good point. When I was saying how it's been, you know, people kind of come and go. And it has been five years, believe it or not. And you'd think five years shouldn't be enough. Derek Rose. It is pretty funny, though. Second of all guards in the Western Commerce in the uh, All-Star voting. Kind of cool at the end of the day. I mean, good for him. I have nothing against the guy at all. So, absolutely cool to see him doing as well as he is. Let's over to the Facebook, head over to the Facebook page if humanly possible. During that time, though, I'm going to give a quick shout out to the, <laughs> the Flips Army Facebook page. Look that up. Give that a like. Uh, wonderful in-game threads, Timberwolves news, just Wolves conversation, NBA conversation. Just interact with the guys. A lot of you have joined that already, and that's pretty cool. Encourage some of you newbies to listen to or to check out that Facebook page as well. Please do like the Timberwolves Explosion, <laughs> Wolves Explosion Twitter account. And, of course, now let's get to the Facebook page. Please join that one as well, facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. All this information will, again, be in the show description. No comments on the host of the last show. Sometimes there is like, great show, or I disagree with you, what the hell was that, that type of thing. And then there was the article about the Andrew Reagans basically said that shitty fans booed him for uh, missing his free throws and all that. Then we have some good fans, and we have some shitty ones. Their fans are going to be fans, and to just kind of act like that. And I basically said, shitty free throw, th- three shitty free throw shooting, we'll do that, my friend. And that's pretty much all she wrote, I think, with that. Um, absolutely frustrating. His free throw shooting down the stretch in that one made everybody sick and frustrated. So, uh, December the 29th. Here it is. Yep, so yes, we did get a new post from Wayne Hunt. Awesome. He says, uh, oh, did you see Wiggins forgot to put his jersey on? This is, again, the Hawks game. Seems he forgot his game, too. Time to move the kid on, as in trade him. And he also says trade him when I was talking about that as well in the Atlanta post there, or at least the post of that article from Yahoo Sports. Time to move the kid on before other teams realize he's just Jeff Green. Just give his minutes to Saric or Okogi. Poor, uh, piss-poor shooting on the night. But the thing that ticked me off the most was his comments about the fans. We've got some shitty fans. We've got some good fans. That's just how it works. Yep. Why not just own it? Why not just take responsibility of a shitting shooting night and put put the work in so it doesn't happen again? And you'd like that. Uh, Dan May also out of Australia, says because he thinks he can just rely on talent, which he doesn't have any of. Well, I think he has talent, for, uh, but he doesn't he doesn't have the mental toughness needed to be a professional. And that's basically my thought process on that. I was saying he made an absolute mess of himself on the court and off it by saying that he just needs to get his head out of his ass and improve his free throw shooting. It's been a problem since his second year. Effort, consistency, and passion are just up and down all the time. And I had another thing to say about that game as well. I was still in the mode as the game had just ended. Covington couldn't make a dunk down the stretch. That was really bad. Wiggins, wide open, three, nope. Multiple turnovers by Atlanta in the last minute of the game. They were literally gift-wrapping the game for us, Atlanta. And we still couldn't make all the easy shots. Wiggins misses how many free throws at the end of the day? It was 7 out of 12. How many shots did they miss, yet being the Hawks? They give up the offensive rebound as well, and we still couldn't get the job done. We just kept missing shots and opportunities, and we let them get the offensive rebound as well and tied it up. 
We could not get the damn rebound uh, up by four with less than 30 seconds in the game. Up by four with less than 30 seconds left in the game, and we just refused to hung on. Uh, Covington literally gift-wrapped the ball to Baysmore. It ended up the, uh, being actually, it was, that pass was actually Sarich, if I remember correctly. Baysmore took the ball, tied it up. Yep, oh, okay, Covington gave it and tied it up, and then Baysmore stole it again from Sarich to take the lead. Rose refused to give the ball up with plenty of time remaining. Never got a shot up. That was extremely frustrating. Uh, the Wolves could have won the game before overtime, and he never gave the shot up, and then he ended up hurting himself, and we haven't seen him since. How in God's name did we not just finish this game before overtime? Yep, I was saying it made me sick. Atlanta wanted us to win the game, and we still let them win. Wayne Hunt was, again, saying trade Andrew Wiggins. So that's pretty much all she wrote for this show. Other than, I was saying how Tyus Jones leads the league in assist-to-turnover ratio along with steals-to-turnover ratio. The guy's efficiency is off the charts, and clearly he can play in this league, uh, Tyus Jones. No comments on that, unfortunately, but a couple shares and some likes. So people passing on that information. Very fascinating when you consider what Tyus Jones has accomplished in his short time in the NBA the last few years. Unfortunately, since Flip's death, God God bless, uh, God bless him and God rest his soul. Uh, Tyus Jones has been unbelievable, and uh, <laughs> he's been unbelievable. He's been efficient. And he, he's a winner, and it shows. And I thought he's done a wonderful job in his time starting for the Timberwolves the past several games, to be quite honest. Uh, assist to turnover ratio, number one. And it's not like he's just kind of some guy out there. He's clearly becoming more and more of a factor. And the assists are starting to really pick up a lot. And again, the steals are turnover as well, because uh, Tyus Jones does force some turnovers. And I love it. I love what he brings. Let's get to the phone lines, the contact details. Again, I mentioned the Facebook and Twitter account. The phone lines, 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for Timberwolves Explosion. Do your statement, shout-out, comment, question, and opine. It's about a three-minute limit because it is an actual voicemail, but still keep that in mind. There's the call now button on the Facebook page that goes to the same number through Facebook Messenger, so you can use that with any type of connection to the internet one way or another. It'll work just fine. Regardless where you are, it won't cost you a penny. And then there's the audio submission route, which is, of course, also free. Any free voice recording application there is on any smart device on the planet, just hit record, treat it like a phone call, save it, and send it to paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com. Dot com. Greatly appreciated in advance. All, again, all that information will be in the show description for copy and paste or whatever you want to do. Just jump and join the uh, Twitter account or whatever. Uh, final thing, please do write a positive rating on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Podcasts if you could. It would be greatly appreciated. It makes the show more attractive to new listeners, if humanly possible. If you could uh, give it a nice rating and write what you like about the show, even what you might want to improve, but as long as you like the show and want to help it, please step out and, and do that. That would be greatly appreciated, and I will give you a shout-out and a huge thank you on air. Thank you again very much in advance for those of you that would be willing to do that, and again, thank you for those of you that have done it over the years. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. God bless all of you. I hope it's, you have a nice, wonderful week. Warming up a bit here in the Twin Cities, a beautiful blue sky, which is a lot better than the gray we've been suffering with the last month and a half. Always seems to happen in January. The sky tends to clear up. It's literally like the Earth is facing a different direction, and it kind of is. It's interesting. So, because obviously now the sunlight's going to gradually start growing, which I like very much <laughs> this time of year, at least in these in this hemisphere. For those of you in Australia, it's basically what July is here. Obviously, very 
very hot, and I hope you're enjoying yourself, though, as long as it's not hot and humid, if it's just hot and it's uh, there, there's a, a, a way to cool down and enjoy yourself, hope you're enjoying your summer there in Australia. Hope to hear another Courtside Podcast very soon. Huge shout-out to the Courtside Podcast. Encourage any and all of you to join that. Again, any type of uh, podcasting application like iTunes Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, I'm, it would it would show up on Double Twist and of course Podbean as well. They use that, so do join the Courtside Podcast. Highly recommended from Miss myself here on Timberwolves Explosion. <laughs> God bless all of you. We'll talk to you soon, and hopefully the Wolves can come out with a winning week. <laughs>